morning. Welcome to Clinton United Methodist Church. If you can hear me, could you please honk your horns or flash your lights? All right, I think you can hear me. Um, a couple quick things. Uh, we are going to do communion this morning, so if you need um, elements, if you did not bring your own Jesus, could you please um, either wave out your window or maybe flash your lights or something. We've got someone who's going to come around with a box and can give you some uh, just so they know who needs elements and who doesn't. Um, and I know you cannot uh, probably see me very well at the moment, so hold on one second. Hi! <laughs> um, I, because of the high winds, um, if I were to be outside right now, you wouldn't be able to hear me or understand anything because of the wind across the microphone. So um, I and our liturgist will be inside uh, this week. Um, next week's supposed to be much nicer, um, and we're going to be working on a plan going forward. So um, I appreciate your patience as we continue to navigate what has been a truly unique year in at least recent human history. Um, so we have communion. Um, also, uh, the three o'clock service we had originally planned to honor our saints. Uh, we are going to reschedule because of the weather. Um, we do not have a set uh, date on that yet. Uh, worship and I are meeting um, in the next week or two uh, to go over some other stuff. And so we will probably try and look and see what are realistic options for that going forward as well. And we will keep you um, updated. Um, and I think that's everything. Oh, and this week, uh, normally since it is All Saints Sunday, we would uh, read the names aloud um, and stuff. Uh, we're going to do that actually next week, I think. Um, we are still going to take a few moments for uh, silent uh, prayer to remember those we have lost, but we will actually do the reading of the names and ringing of the bell uh, next Sunday. Um, so... Again, I thank you for your patience um, and your grace as we continue to navigate this, uh, this very strange place we find ourselves in. Um, that is all the announcements I have, so I'm going to turn it over uh, to our liturgist who's going to tell you a bunch of other stuff. First, we'll hear from Jan Smith. I just want to remind you that we have two weeks to continue bringing in the boxes, and if you have boxes out there, uh, we'll have someone at the end of the service, if you'll stay a minute, and flash your lights or wave your hands or yell out loud. We'll have someone come and get those boxes for you, or you can bring them in by yourself. We appreciate that, and remember that uh, there's a lot of ways to be blessed, but giving is one of the ways to be blessed and bless someone else. And, of course, giving thanks is also a wonderful way to be blessed. We have... Uh, we have extra boxes here, we have pamphlets here, and there's still some, some things for your boxes in here. So if you'd like to take a look, you're welcome to come. Thank you. And also we have two more Sundays. Uh, you have next th today, next Sunday, and the Sunday after to hand in your boxes. I have a few announcements. Um, for Bible study, see the last page of today's bulletin. And we want to thank you all who helped at the Harvest Dinner. It was another successful event. The annual craft show needs your help. 
Sue Reese will be setting up Christmas past, and uh, she also needs people to work on Saturday the 7th from 9 till 12, and 12 till 3. Please see Sue if you can help out. Don't forget the cookie walk. Please label and package cookies, two in a package, in small sealable baggies. We also need two people to work the walk from 12 to 3. Sheila Stasek and Jody Williams will be at the church Friday, November 6, from 10 to 12 and 4 to 7, while vendors set up, and you can drop, drop the cookies off then. We will also need greeters to take temperatures and collect contact information from 9 to 12 and 12 to 3 on the day of the craft show and clean up at three o'clock. The vendors pack up and leave quickly. With lots of help, we can clean up and be done by four o'clock. And we have some prayer requests today. Ginny Marsh has breast cancer, and everybody should know Ginny. They used to come to our church. Bob Gieske's brother-in-law, Dick, passed away on Monday. Bob and Diane Gieske's daughter, Jennifer Wolf had part of her thyroid removed, and she's waiting for the results. Mary Rushlaw is still waiting for answers on her condition. Diana Quigg is still home recuperating from foot surgery, and she does appreciate calls, cards, and especially the prayers. Louise Padoan's cousin, cousin's daughter, Terry Clausen, has been diagnosed with lung cancer is, and is in ICU in Florida, and they are continuing to evaluate her, but her apparently her mother and dad can't visit the ICU while they are waiting here in Michigan until they get the word that they can go see her. Louise's son still needs prayers for his medical condition. Marilyn Randall is not doing well, headed for her end of life. Lois Hall is recuperating from her fall here at the church. Please pray for her quick recovery. Dick Saylor's younger brother, Arnold, passed away, and Charlotte Wolf is having back surgery. Mrs. McKean. Christy McKean. Oh, Christy McKean is. Thyroid and heart. She's having. Trouble with her thyroid and heart. And Barry White. And Barry Wright. He's having trouble with his I should um, have hit. blood. Yeah. With his Barry Wright is having trouble with his liver and white blood cells and are low. Pneumonia. And he has pneumonia. Okay, thank you. Now please join me in the call to worship. Blessing and glory and wisdom. And thanksgiving and honor. And power and might. Be to our God forever and ever. Amen. The opening hymn is on page 707 in your hymnals, Hymn of Praise.
Please join me in the opening prayer. In life and in death, you bless us, O God. When trouble overwhelms us, you save us. When sorrow overtakes us, you comfort us. When death overcomes us, you overcome death and raise us to new life. You promise us joy everlasting, and even now, Give us glad hope and glimpses of your realm, which is to come when Christ makes all things new, for calling us your children and bestowing upon us such great love. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. And the next hymn is Sing with All the Saints in Glory, found on page 702 in your hymnals.
friends, as it is All Saints Sunday, we normally would have a, a time where we would honor our saints, which again, we will be reading the names next Sunday, but I'd like to ask that you take a few moments of silence right now to remember all of those who have left us in this past year. They have gone on to glory and perfection in Jesus Christ, who we know as resurrection people that we will see again, but that in our hearts we still may be missing them very much. So please take a few moments now and consider those names, those saints in your hearts and in your minds. And if you would join me in an attitude of prayer. Holy God, we know that our life on earth is only a glimpse of all that we have. And while we know that our loved ones who have left us, whether this past year or long before, are now in a much better space, we still miss them greatly. Our hearts still yearn to be with them. No matter how much time we may have had, it never feels like enough. But God, we give you thanks for all of those who have already gone on to you into your glory, into the perfection that awaits us. We thank you for their time here on earth, the impact that they have had many times in ways that they may not have even realized, maybe even in ways that we have yet to realize. But we thank you for the gift of their lives, the blessings that they have been to so many. And we ask that you be with us as we still may be mourning those people again, whether those we've lost this year or long ago. May your comforting spirit be with us and help us to remember that as a resurrection people, we believe in life after death and those who we no longer see on earth with us, we will see again with you. Amen. If you would please join me in our prayer for illumination. In your word, O God, show us heaven. By your spirit, show us truth through Christ, the living word in whom we see your face. Amen. The first scripture reading today is Revelation 7, verses 9 through 17. The multitude from every nation. After this, I looked, and there was a great multitude that no one could count from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white with palm branches in their hands. They cry cried out in a loud voice saying, salvation belongs to our God who is seated on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne and around the elders 
and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshiped God, singing, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these robed in white, and where have they come from? I said to him, Sir, you are the one that knows. Then he said to me, These are they who have come out of the great ordeal. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. For this reason, they are before the throne of God and worship him day and night within his temple. And the one who is seated on the throne will shelter them. They will hunger no more and thirst no more. The sun will not strike them, nor any scorching heat. For the lamb at the center of the throne will be their shepherd, and he will guide them to springs of the water of life. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. The word of God for the people of God. And you say, thanks be to God. How can we withhold our gifts of gratitude in the face of such wondrous love? With glad and generous hearts, let, her, let us bring our offerings to God. Now, I know that a lot of you already uh, got your offerings in, so if anyone still needs to have their offering collected, if you could um, maybe flash your lights or put your hand outside your window, um, and if there is anyone, we'll have somebody run out and get it.
Go stay warm. All right. If you would please uh, join me in our doxology. Magnify your name, O God, and together exalt your name, for you are so good to us and gracious beyond measure. In this life, you lead us, comfort us, guide us, and redeem us in countless ways. In death, you usher us to even greater blessing, bringing us through the great ordeal, embracing us in your endless light, and welcoming us to your table of goodness and plenty. These gifts we bring are but a token of our thanks, seeds to be planted for the growing of your kingdom, in which we have sure and certain hope. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you would please join me now in an attitude of prayer. Holy God, we come before you on this cold and blistery morning still thankful for this day that you have made. There are so many ways in which we are blessed. Many times we may not even fully understand them or be aware of them, but we know that you are good and are wanting what is best for us. We give you thanks for those blessings, especially the sacrifice of your son for our salvation in this world. But God, you taught us to bring everything to you in prayer, so we also lift to you the things that are weighing heavily upon our hearts and minds today. We ask for prayers for those who are in mourning, as today we remember those who have gone on before us, those who had such an impact in our lives, who we still miss every day. We pray again for that comforting spirit for those who are mourning. Help us to remember that we are resurrection people, that we will see our loved ones again. But help us to also remember that we all mourn in different ways. We all take different amounts of time. There's no right way to mourn. Help us to have patience with ourselves as we mourn those who have gone on before us. God, we also lift up all of those who are struggling with their health, whether physically, emotionally, or mentally, whether battling this, this awful virus or fighting cancer or other illnesses or injuries, whatever it may be, God, we ask for your healing touch. We also ask that you would continue to guide the hands and the efforts of all of those who work so hard to help us to heal and to stay healthy and safe. From our doctors and nurses to surgeons and lab technicians, research scientists, 
and so many others who help in the healing and healthcare process. We give you thanks for their work and ask that you would continue to guide them in all that they do. We also this morning offer prayers of thanks and prayers of support for those who work so hard to keep us safe in this world. We lift up all of our service men and women serving in the military and the armed forces. We lift up all of our firefighters and our police officers, our first responders, and so many others that set their primary goal to keep people safe and away from danger. God, we thank you for their efforts and their sacrifices. We ask that you would guide their hearts, guide them in all that they do and say, help them to do the work that they have dedicated themselves to do, work that many are not able to do. We are so thankful for that sacrifice of them and their families. We ask that you would keep them safe and strong. And God, for those who are far away from their loved ones, we pray that they may be able to return home soon and we could begin to see an end of conflict around our world. God, this week is a very important week in our country as Tuesday we will be holding our elections. And there is a lot of unrest in our nation right now, and there has been for, for a while. And God, we're not going to pray and ask for one candidate or the other to win any specific election, but we are going to ask that you would help us all as we enter into this election to remember that we are all beloved children of God. Help us to see one another the way you see us. Help us to find ways to come together that we can help one another, whether here locally in our community or in our state or in our country. Whatever the outcome of these elections, help them to not divide us further, but for us to maybe find ways to come closer together. Help us to put aside all those things that we think make us so different and to help us remember that we are your children and that is a bond that is stronger than any of the things we may think make us different or we may disagree over. over. God, we pray for our world. Everywhere we look, we feel like there is war, there is unrest, there is angst and anger. God, we pray for your peace, because without you, there cannot be peace. But we ask that you would touch our hearts and minds and inspire us to find ways to work towards that peace alongside you. Inspire all of the leaders of the nations to find ways to work together for the betterment of all creation and all humanity, not just a select few. Every generation faces different events and things that they feel are the worst that has ever happened in the time of humanity. And our generation is no different as we look around at everything going on. And God, we pray 
for your help because we know without you, we are lost. All of these things, as well as those we keep quietly on our own hearts and minds, we lift to you today in the name of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, now is our youth moment, and since uh, we don't want any of our youth blowing away, um, I'm going to invite our youth and our children to come inside the building uh, in the narthex, the area outside of the uh uh, sanctuary, and I'm going to do the children's message there for them, and they can head off to Sunday school from there. Um, remember, we are all children of God, so anybody can come and join us, um, but if you want a sucker, you definitely have to come inside because those are not, I'm not going outside with those and making a mess. Um, so let's have our kids come on in. Okay. All right. How are you guys doing today? The weather is crazy this morning. What happened? Yes. Okay. So, do you guys know what today is? All Saints Day, that's right. And do you guys know what we normally try and do on All Saints Day? Yeah. That's right. We remember all the people we love who have passed away and they are um, in a much better place right now. They're in heaven. Do you guys know why we do All Saints Sunday? Why do you think? Hold on, D. What? Say it again. I forget. Okay, Josh. Um, I just forgot to get out of my closet. Okay, so All Saints Day is is uh, what? Okay, go ahead. Okay. No more. Okay. As we said earlier, All Saints Day is the day that we remember those, those people that we love who have passed away. Um, and if you heard me before during our prayers, I talked about we're a resurrection people. We believe in life after death. That means we believe we're going to get to see all those people again one day. Um, and I know that there are a lot of people that I miss who, who aren't here anymore. Um, people who were very special to me. I, I miss my grandparents. Um, ho hold on. Just hold on. 
Um, I miss my grandparents. I, my, I have one grandma who's still alive, but I miss the others who have, who have gone away. Um, I've lost some friends who have passed away. Um, I miss them a lot too. But what helps me is I know I'm gonna get to see them again. And when I do, it's gonna be awesome because if they were sick, they're not gonna be sick anymore. Or if they were hurt, they're not gonna be hurt anymore. They are going to be healthy and happy and full of light and love and it's just gonna be like the best family reunion ever. So I know if you guys have lost someone, I know how it feels, how it hurts and how you miss them. But we got to remember that it's not the end. We're going to see them again, and it's going to be amazing when we do, okay? But it's okay to be sad, and it's okay to miss them. Um, I, talked about, I talked about how we all mourn in our own ways, in our own time. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to cry. It's also okay to not cry. Um, we all do it in our own way because we're all different. So there's no right way to do it, okay? Um, okay, hold on. Yes, AJ. That's very possible. Um, okay, so we um, are going to do the Lord's Prayer later during communion, okay? So I'm going to have you guys uh, go off to Sunday school. And remember that all of the people that we love, the ones who aren't here with us anymore, they are still watching over all of us every single day, and they love us, and we're going to get to see them again, okay? We're going to do it later during communion, okay? okay? All right, you guys got suckers right there, and you can go off to communion, or uh, go off to Sunday school. All right. In the face of God's goodness, we recognize our failings. Hungry for God's mercy, let us tell the truth about our lives that we might receive grace in time of need. If you would please join me together in our prayer of confession. Gracious God, you call us your own children and cover us with your love. We would seek to be merciful as you are and to show compassion as you do. But we fail to live the life to which we have been called. Where we ought to forgive, we condemn. The evil we should shun, we embrace. Forgive our sinful ways, tame our wayward wills, and make us more like Christ until we are raised in perfection on the last day. Amen. Please take a few moments now for silent prayer and confession.
Beloved children of God, no one who takes refuge in God will be condemned. Believe the good news. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Amen. Affirmation of faith. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is one true church, apostolic and universal, whose holy faith let us now declare. We believe in God the Father, infinite in wisdom, power, and love, whose mercy is over all his works, and whose will is ever directed to his children's good. We believe in Jesus Christ, Son of God and Son of Man, the gift of the Father's unfailing grace, the ground of our hope, and the promise of our deliverance from sin and death. We believe in the Holy Spirit as the divine presence in our lives, whereby we are kept in perpetual remembrance of the truth of Christ and find strength and help in time of need. We believe that this faith should manifest itself in the service of love as set forth in the example of our blessed Lord, to the end that the kingdom of God may come upon the earth. Amen. The second scripture reading today is 1 John 3, verses 1 through 3. I see what love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Beloved, we are God's children now. What we will be has not yet been revealed. What we do know is this. When he is revealed, we will be like him for we will see him as he is, and all who have this hope in him purify themselves, just as he is pure. The word of God for the people of God, and you say, Thanks Thanks be be to to God. Our next hymn is For All the Saints, found on page 711 of your hymnals.
Our third scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 1 through 12. This section is titled, The Beatitudes. When Jesus saw the crowds, he went up the mountain, and he, after he sat down, his disciples came to him. Then he began to speak and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. This is the gospel of the Lord, and you say, praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> if you would please join me again in an attitude of prayer. Generous God, you continue to bestow upon us blessings beyond anything we ourselves could do to be worthy of. But through the death and resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior, we receive these blessings and lift our thanks and praise to you. Now may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts together in this place be pleasing in your sight, O God, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. All right. In 1937, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers starred in the film, Shall We Dance? At one point in the film, while they are roller skating, Astaire and Rogers sing a duet called Let's Call the Whole Thing Off. I'm sure many of you are familiar with this song, whether from the film or having heard it in other places. One of the most well-known parts of that song is the line, 
You like potatoes and I like potatoes. You like tomatoes and I like tomatoes, and so on and so forth. It's a cute little number with a catchy tune and some fun verses. And the song focuses on different enunciation of words and ultimately that their worlds are just so different, asking if they should really just give up on this relationship they are trying to be in together. And when I stop to think about this song, my first reaction is, really? You're going to let something as simple as how a word is said split you up? Now, I know that there's much more to their story in the film, but there is some unfortunate truth to this reality. How often do we let something as simple as the enunciation of a word cause an argument? And how often is the issue really much deeper than that? I would guess much more often than we would probably care to admit. In addition to enunciations, there are other stumbling blocks to our language that have been problematic at various times in our history. Semantics, for instance, have been responsible for all kinds of trouble, and not just in the English language, but throughout the history of the world in almost every country and every language that exists. Semantics is the part of logic and linguistics that is concerned with meaning. And it is important. How else could we communicate if we could not understand what someone was really saying or getting at? That is semantics. But the real trouble with semantics is that both parties must share the same understanding and meaning of words. And this is often where we run into problems. We tend to assume that everyone shares the same base of understanding and meaning of words, when in reality that is not often the case. One of the most common examples is about a glass of water. Some see the glass as half empty, others see it as half full, and actually there's a myriad of other ways you could look at it. Or how about one man's trash is another man's treasure? So what does all this discussion of semantics have to do with our primary scripture reading from the Gospel of Matthew for this morning? Well, we have here an issue of semantics. You see, in many translations of the Bible, just like we heard um, this morning, this passage begins and reads as, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. But that is not the only translation you will find for this set of scripture passages. There are other translations of the Bible where it instead reads as happy are those who know they are spiritually poor. The kingdom of heaven belongs to them. Blessed, happy. Interesting. Now, I am one that does not normally like to get too caught up in semantics unless I am really concerned that someone might misunderstand my intention, and then I may attempt to clarify what I'm trying to say or to, to breach that divide in semantics that we sometimes find. I personally find it frustrating when people argue over some of the smaller uh, ideas and details in the Bible and then end up missing the bigger picture message that God is trying to tell us. Now, that's not to say that we shouldn't discuss those differences and challenges and those little bits and pieces. I just never want people, while in that process, to miss the bigger picture, the, the primary message in the stories and the recounted histories that we find in Scripture. 
But even as I try not to get caught up in semantics and worry about some of the small differences, well, I just couldn't help myself this week when I started looking at this reading from the Gospel of Matthew. Blessed or happy? Which is it? Does one make more sense? And what happened here that we ended up with two different words, potentially, depending on which translation we might be reading? Was the Greek that hard to read when they were translating it? Did someone spill their mead or their wine on the originals and smudge the word and they just had a guess? I mean, let's think about it. Blessed. Webster's Dictionary says it means having a sacred nature, being connected with God, or very welcome, pleasant, or appreciated. I think that sounds about right. Well, what about happy? Well, for happy, Webster says that it means feeling pleasure and enjoyment because of your life, situation, etc. Again, I think that sounds pretty accurate. And if you go far enough into the entries of these words, you may begin to find some loose overlap. But from these common definitions, it sounds more to me like you might be happy because you feel blessed. And I'm not sure you can very easily reverse those around to say that you are blessed because you feel happy. I mean, I suppose you could, but that might raise all kinds of questions around theology and beliefs that we, we just don't have time to get into this morning. But so, what happened? How could we end up with such different translations? And does it change what the passage is telling us? Well, the translation from the Greek to the word happy is actually considered by many scholars to be a proper or accepted translation. But then, did you know that the word happy didn't exist until a thousand years after the Gospels had been written? From what I've been able to find, the problem seems to arose with some Latin dictionaries that offer two or more words for happy, one of which is derived from the same root or the beginning of the word for bless or blessing. So while it might be correct in a technical sense to use happy in place of blessing, it can also change our understanding of what is being said. For instance, when you think about what it means to be happy, what kind of things do you think of? What goes through your mind? Maybe you are happy because you had a good day. Maybe you're happy because you just enjoyed one of your most favorite meals. Maybe you're happy because your team is in first place or having a good season. Maybe you're a Michigan State fan and, and you watched the game yesterday and so you're really happy. Apologize, not taking sides, I just couldn't help it. But, but happiness is a funny thing. Some people try to buy happiness with money. Some people even try to force happiness on others. How many products or services do we see advertised on television and online that are focused on making us happy? But see, the thing is, happiness is not a constant thing. I like to think that I'm a pretty positive person most of the time, but I am certainly not happy all of the time. Sometimes I'm sad. Sometimes I get angry. 
Sometimes I'm depressed, a little gloomy. And that's true for all of us. We all have good days and bad days or parts of our days that are good or bad. We all have losses and gains in our lives that carry a greater impact on our attitudes and our feelings. But there is another thing to consider with happiness. Happiness can often be very me-focused. It can often be about, am I happy, or how am I enjoying myself? Not that that is to say that happiness cannot come from our interactions with others. Happiness can very much be the result of other things that we might refer to as blessings. For instance, all of you parents and grandparents and caregivers out there today, I'd be willing to guess that at some point you probably referred to your children or grandchildren or those that you watch over as a blessing in your life. But if asked, I would also guess that you might say that they make you happy, at least some of the time, hopefully. See, this is where being blessed and being happy are two different things. You can actively do something to make yourself happy, but you cannot bless yourself. Blessings come from other people and from God. To be blessed is not an active event, but a passive one. You can accept or reject a blessing, absolutely, but you can't cause a blessing to be bestowed upon yourself. Blessings are something we receive, not something we can earn. And blessing does not mean the same thing as happiness in some other ways. While happiness is an emotion that comes and goes, blessings may be short or last a lifetime. Blessings do not really change from day to day necessarily like happiness can. Blessings are usually things that we cherish in the depths of our very beings and our souls and in our hearts. And you can be sad or depressed, but still acknowledge the blessings in your life. If you have ever lost a loved one, which I think pretty much we all have, but whether that be a parent or a child or a friend or some other relative, chances are at some point you felt sad and were mourning them, and you still may be. But if asked, and some of you may have even thought about this during that time on your own, but if asked, I would guess that you would still be able to name and think about some of the blessings in your life. And that is one of the biggest, if not the biggest, differences between being blessed and being happy. We can go through some of the worst and darkest experiences of our lives and still know that we have been blessed. Early in the time that Sarah and I uh, began dating in our relationship, between the two of us, we experienced the loss of about 14 family members or remarkably close friends over the course of just 12 months. During that time, it included the loss of my paternal grandmother just a few weeks before our wedding, and then the loss of my maternal grandfather just a few days after our wedding celebration. And it was really tough. These were people that we were close to, people that had in some way or another 
had a major impact in our lives in, in different ways. And I can look back at that time in my life and say without any question that it was sad, it was depressing, it was even gut-wrenching at times. But I can also look back and see that smack dab in the middle of all of that loss and pain and grief was a wonderful blessing of our wedding. And yes, the wedding day was a happy one. But I don't look at that day or even the years that have followed as simply happy times. Just like any married couple, Sarah and I have argued or hurt each other's feelings at some point in our marriage. But I have never, ever, ever, for even a single second, thought of sharing our lives together as anything other than one of the greatest blessings in my life. So is blessed the more correct or better translation than the word happy? Maybe, maybe not. I think from my own understanding of this passage, blessed makes more sense to me, and it also forces me to think about it in a different way. I read this passage and I think to myself, whether I am poor in spirit, or I am mourning, or I am one of the meek, or hungry and thirsty for righteousness, or merciful or pure in heart, or a peacemaker, or someone who is persecuted for righteousness' sake, I would rather be blessed than happy. Because as I pointed out before, happiness is not a constant thing. But blessings we receive as gifts and can hold with us for an exceptionally long time. If I tried, I could probably not tell you every single time I felt happy this past week. I'd probably remember a few of the bigger ones or more significant moments, but not anywhere near every single one of them. But if you asked me about the blessings across my entire life, well, most of those are easy. I am sure I have forgotten about a few over time or maybe think about some others less than I used to as my life has changed. But I can easily list many, many blessings that I have received in my life, whether from God or from someone else. From family, friends, health, love, salvation. My list goes on and on. And each item on that list could even be broken down into another list all of its own. Blessings outlast happiness by leaps and bounds in our lives. So as you leave here later today, I ask that you think about the blessings in your lives. Remember as many as you can, whether those from God or from someone else who has been in your life. And remember that you can find happiness in the blessings in your life, but that the blessings are what we hold much closer, much longer in the depths of our souls and our hearts, our very beings. For it is the blessings of our lives that we, ex through that we will experience the love of God and the love of others. Amen. If you would please turn to pages 15 and 16 in your hymnals as we prepare to celebrate communion. Um, and if you can have your elements nearby, 
Um, and we will start that in one second. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through the prophets. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, 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 holy Lord, Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. Your spirit anointed him to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed and to announce the time had come when you would save your people. He healed the sick, fed the hungry and ate with sinners. By the baptism of his suffering death and resurrection, you gave birth to your church delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. When the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always in the power of your word and Holy Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here on these gifts of bread and juice. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world, the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. And now the confidence of children of God, let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done 
on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Because there is one loaf, we who are many are one body, for we all partake of the one loaf. The bread which we break is a sharing in the body of Christ. The cup over which we give thanks is a sharing in the blood of Christ. Now, in the United Methodist Church, we practice open communion, and what that means is that when we celebrate the great Thanksgiving, the table, when it is prepared, that table doesn't belong to me to this church, to this denomination. The table belongs to one and one alone, and that is Jesus Christ. And it doesn't matter your age, your race, your ethnicity, your sexual orientation, your financial or social standing, all of those ways that we divide ourselves or boxes we try and, you know, divide us into. He doesn't see any of that. Jesus sees us all as beloved and worthy of love, children of God. And all that he asks during this time is that you come forward with an open heart. Now, today, of course, we are not celebrating communion the way that we're used to, although we're probably getting a little bit more used to this. Um, but there are two ways we can celebrate this morning. We can do intinction which is just a big word that means you can take your bread and dip it in your juice and then receive the two elements together. Or you can eat your bread and then drink your juice. Both are absolutely acceptable. They both still count. Um, whatever way in the moment feels right for you or you would like to do is totally fine. Um, I'm going to ask you now to please um, get those elements ready. Um, so if you need to open your juice or your bread or anything, if you would please do so. And I invite you now to join me in receiving communion, the body of Christ broken for you and the blood of Christ shed for you and all the world. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. And if you would join me as you are able in our closing hymn, number 614 in your hymnals, for the bread which you have broken. Call to heaven above us 
Beloved children of God, this day and every day, O oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. May the God of hope keep you until Christ comes to take us all home. Go in peace and serve the Lord. Amen. Amen.